Welcome back, hooligans. Benji here with another installment of our mini-campaign, The Harvest. Last session, the head constable charged our heroes to seek out two families on the outskirts of the village and bring them back before the fog reaches Glen Hollow. The party makes a grisly discovery at the first farm and comes face to face with a twisted creature and its avian minions. Will our heroes survive the encounter? What is the fate of the other family? And will they all make it back to the safety of the inn before the fog rolls in? Find out next in Episode 3, Fog of War. Hello, hooligans, and welcome back to our mini-campaign, The Harvest. This is Benji, your GM, and I am joined by my usual cast of characters. Uh, when we last left our intrepid adventurers, they had just found the grisly scene at the Grywood farm. The entire family was dead, and it looks like they discovered they had been killed Oddly enough, by it seemed to be a large number of crows. As they were leaving the farmhouse, Locke, I believe, noticed something on the door, and it was a uh, looked like a strange little doll made of twigs, and had been secured there by some sort of like a thorn or a talon or something. Uh, as they exited, they saw across the way a strange humanoid which had bird-like features. When the party inquired if the uh, if he had killed the Grywoods. He said it was his friends. And at that point, what they first thought were leaves in the trees in the far end of the farm, uh, out uh, past the fields, were not leaves, but they were crows. Dozens and dozens of crows taking flight and coming at them. And that's where we're going to start today's game. So with that, everybody do me a favor and roll for initiative. Oh, my Lord. Brain will help you now, already. Paladin boy. Right out the already. gate. Let's go, then. Wow. Uh, go. Oh, God. Fuck. I got a good one. That's good. All right. So we're going to go ahead and start with uh, Locke. What do you have for initiative? 11. 11. All right. Pocket. Um, well, I rolled a one, but it was plus three, so a four. That's a, a gentleman's four. Okay. Uh, Carl. 23. Oh, my wow. goodness. And Finn. A nice, hearty eight. Eight. <laughs> All right. Hey, Benji. Uh, yeah. Can you, can you set the scene where we're standing? I think Locke pushed himself forward at the end of the episode to stand between his group and the... Yeah, I think so. Man. Yeah. So at this time... Locke had already exited. All of you who were uh, at the doorway, Locke had pushed forward. So uh, you were at the forefront of the group. Uh, let's establish also who wanted to go. We're going to do just a little retro since last time. It's been a while. I believe Locke was, uh, no, not Locke, sorry, but uh, Finn was next. And Pocket and Carl were just coming out of the door. Uh, Finn was off to the side. Pocket and Carl were just coming out the door. And as I said, Locke had put himself in the forefront to uh, and had challenged the uh, crow creature. I think that sounds about right. Okay. It's been a while. Uh, all right. So let me just check and see when. Well, uh, <laughs> oddly enough, uh, Justin, you're not the only one that rolls ones. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah. Lucky, lucky. All right. So. Um, we're going to go to the top, and that is Carl. Uh, what do you want to do? There is the crow humanoid at the other end of the field, and as I said, you've seen this swarm of crows now coming out of the trees, coming towards you. And there's just a bunch of them, right? Like, there's no 
like, ah, it's only like five or ten. It's like a whole it's bunch. dozens of crows. It is a murder of crows. Hmm. That's right. Um, I still blame you for that pun last episode. Good. I'm trying to think because if we run into this house, the 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 dude's going to start attacking us. This bird man's going to start attacking us. But I mean, it feels like we're going to have to fight this guy no matter what. He doesn't seem like he's paying a social call. No. And uh, keep in mind, that may not be safe considering what you found before. Remember, you and Pocket both found uh, uh, it looked like the windows had been shattered and it looks the crows got in and killed the Grywoods while they were in the house. So you don't have much safety just staying in the house. True. And we can't we can't stay outside because there's a bunch of fucking crows coming in to kill us. Well, they'll either come and they'll either they're going to try to kill you outside or they'll try to kill you inside. It's up to you. Uh, I will go ahead and say one thing. All of you staying inside with swords and whatnot, and especially you being the ranger and you are skilled with a bow, mm. you're not going to be able to really fight them off inside the house. That's right. So I, I take one look over. I look over at Lark and Finn and Pocket and I take off running towards the nearest tree. <laughs> That's a bit of a problem because the trees, the fields in the uh, area, yeah, it's pretty right. much a barren, it's kind of like a killing field, you could say, ah. uh, between you and the trees where these crows came from. Screw it. It seems like this guy is the guy that's controlling these crows, so I'm just going to take my bow at him, see what happens. Okay. All right. So go ahead and uh, roll an attack and we'll see what happens. Roll to seven. Well, that's still a 15. It's not bad. Uh, however, as you fire away, it looks like something hits, the arrow hits, but it like bounces off just the last minute, barely grazing it. So unfortunately, it's not a hit. It seems like uh, this has some sort of like magical protection on it or something that's helping it. You know, it doesn't look like it has any armor, but it looks almost like it has a, a phantom armor about it. So that, it, but it's almost like you almost saw it get through and it just skitters off to the side. Uh, next up we have, uh, well, lock you're up. Okay. I'm ready to lock and load. <laughs> you, you, uh, you went there, why? didn't you? I, I did. All did right. We have so, no pun rule or something. I'm sorry. I forgot. That's true. But well, you know how it goes. There you go. Um, all right. So you, you said that, uh, the, the bird person is about 30 feet away. Yeah. For you about 30, since you were at the front. Okay, well, then I am going to move to him. Okay. I'm going to uh, to rush towards him, and I'm going to open up with a smite. Oh. Right, right off the there. bat. So basically, that uses one of the uh, spell slots I have to deal an extra 2d8 uh, radiant damage to the target. Um, so let's go ahead and just open that up. Hopefully, I hit. That's the uh, <laughs> the caveat here. So... I rolled, okay, plus seven. Okay, so I got a 16. 16, you are able to connect. Uh, it gets through this, like I said, this almost like translucent armor gets through that, and it lets out a squawk of surprise. All right. So, so uh, roll some damage. All right, so this is Nifty. just the, the Warhammer damage. Okay, great. Thanks. Warhammer damage is going to be 10. Okay. And plus the smite damage, 
It's an extra six and eight. So 24 points total, if I'm correct? 24 points total. All right. It staggers at the blow, but still remains standing, and its eyes narrow, looking at you with hatred. Good. Hate me. <laughs> Hate me. Hate me now. Uh, all right. Next up is Finn. Is it? Is so, it me? Yeah, it's it's you. It's oh. all you. <clears throat> I mean, yes, of course. Of course, yes. Fuck this bird. Um, I'm going to cast uh, Toll of the Dead on that giant chicken. <laughs> okay. It's a giant, giant chicken. All right. Well, all right. So with the Toll of the Dead, let's see for that one. Uh, let me bring this up real quick. With a 60 feet. Um, yeah, you're able to. It's you're definitely within a, range. They have to do a. They have to succeed on a wisdom saving throw. Right. Or take so one roll for that right now. So you cast the spell and you hear that, you know, the you can just hear it come for you. It's it's just kind of a uh a bell. You can almost hear like it's getting louder and louder, but yeah. for the creature it would be much louder. It shakes its head, but it seems to be able to resist the uh the toll. And yeah, so uh it unfortunately what happens it, it seems to be able to shake it off mm, okay barely though but it seems it, it, between that and the damage that locked it to it it's it, it doesn't look like it's had a good time so <laughs> all right up next we have uh, let's see we have okay so pocket you're going to be going first before they do well, all right then um i am going to you know pull my normal uh, fun thing that I do and cast Entangle on the bird thing. All right. And I believe that's a saving throw for that. Yes. Uh, you have to beat 13. All right. Let's give that a shot. I rolled a 16 natural. Okay. Well, then it does not work. I. It looks in the, as the, the vines around from the old, you know, the farm, the, the field that they've been tending go up around its legs. It's able to pull away from them, break, uh, break away from them with a cackle. <laughs> um, so I, wait, did that entangle hit me? Uh, how close are you to him? I'm fighting him. Oh, Frank, uh, you a, take all my fun away. Yeah, it's a 20 foot radius. So it would be. So, uh, Frank, why don't you go ahead and give, uh, Go ahead and give that a try with the saving throw. It's your oh, strength. It's your strength. Strength, yeah. Oh, thank Lord. Yeah, that should be your strong point. So does oh. well. Okay. Thank God. I rolled an eight. So that gives me a plus five. So 13. Yeah, you're free. You're good. All right. Whew. So. Skin of my teeth. Do you want to cackle at Pocket as well? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So you and you and this uh, carrion creature are having a good laugh. All right, that's good. You know, it's it's bonding there. Uh, well, next up, the crows up above close the distance, and they're going to go after Locke. So, uh, yeah. Well, there you go. Let's see here. So we have they're going to come down, and like I said, this is just a swarm that 
they come down and envelop you. They're just going all around. There's nothing about, you know, just nothing but talons, uh, sharp beaks and feathers flying around. And you're one, let's see here. Uh, what's your, see, do you, well, I don't think an, an armor class eight is going to hit you. I want to go wild guess here, but, uh, no, I'm, I'm at 19. So you're able to bat them aside and, you know, your armor is taking a lot of it. So they're not able to get through past the armor. Unlike the the Grywoods, needless to say, did not have the advantage of having armor or having your skills. Uh, but you fare much better. Good. Let's go up to the top of the round with Carl again. So she's not going to make the same mistake. She's going to do Hunter's Mark on okay. on this burb. On the burb? On the burb. <laughs> All right. So you do Hunter's Mark on that on the bird and then uh, roll for an attack. Yes. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Oh, man. These rolls. Does a 10 hit? A 10, unfortunately, does not hit. God damn. So uh, you're not able to make the connect. The hunter's mark is on there, but even with that, uh, you're not able to go ahead and see uh, to make a successful hit. Okay. It's just, it's not, you know, you've had, you've had a bad night already. Honestly, so it's, it's just, there's so much going on. Exactly. Uh, let's go to lock. You're up. So you're still up there in melee. You've got these other birds around you. Um, Go ahead and uh, go ahead and give me if you're. Well, you're going to attack the birds. You're going to attack this uh, this humanoid type creature, the large crow creature. I'm I'm going to continue my assault on the the birdman, and I'm going to just roll a straight attack. So I'm gonna I'm trying to uh, to shift now, where I've taken my warhammer in both hands, and mm-hmm. I'm going to swing it down on his head. Two handed. Okay. Two handed. Oof. Uh, thirteen. Thirteen. It's it must be because you keep in mind you have all these crows around you just encircling you, and so it's difficult to go ahead and see. Uh it's it the crow, crow creature is able to nimbly step aside as you swing your hammer with all your might, and unfortunately you're not able to connect. Balls. Indeed. Okay, so let's go to uh Finn. That brings us back up to you, sir. All right. Well, okay. Um. So, how many crows are there around us, aside from the giant chicken? The uh, minus the giant chicken, as you put it, the uh, the crow. It seems to be it's a swarm. It's hard to count, really. There are dozens of them. All righty. They're not um, exactly staying still for you to count, unfortunately. Gotcha. That's fair. They're busy. Um, I'm going to yell at Carl. Carl! Pocket! We gotta... <laughs> we gotta... <laughs> He's cracking under the pressure, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no, I was about to say we gotta beat off these birds, but I was like, wait... <laughs> No, no, that was the right. That was the right thing to say. <laughs> Gather yourself all right. and say it. All right, I just all like right, to all right. <laughs> Gather yourself, <laughs> you giggly bitch. <laughs> Carl, Carl, we're a little punch drunk here Carl, today, ladies and gentlemen. Carl, pocket. I can't find where the fuck did Finn go? Okay, I said, I, I said, Carl, I, pocket. We need to beat off these birds. Uh, we need to make sure that um, uh, Locke can 
can beat up that giant chicken. So we need to give him some space. So Wait, focus are we, are on we the beating bird. off the birds or are we beating off Locke? What, or beating well, off the chicken. We're beating everybody off. All right. We just got to start with the birds. It's a party. Great. So I'm going to see whatever. I'm going to take my rapier out. And uh, <laughs> Morty's trying to take my dice. Uh, I'm going to to stab at the nearest one, see if I can Sure, go ahead, and, uh, go ahead and roll the hit. 18? 18 hits. Go ahead and roll damage, please. Five. Alright, five. So with that, you are able to connect as you thrust your rapier into the swarm of birds. You're able to catch one and skewer it, and it drops to the ground. Uh, just so everyone knows, the swarm mechanic within 5th uh, edition Dungeons & Dragons, it is, while they're you're, they have a set amount of health or hit points, and really, when it's there, you're attacking. Uh, as those hit points drop, it's one, like one or several of the birds dropping from that swarm. So it's uh, you do you in this case, you do are able to take out one bird. So the swarm is less effective with more that you take out. So uh, you now have a crow on a stick, so to speak. Congratulations. Well, you're going to have to wait for a little bit. You know, there's things going on. I'm going to ready my action to eat it. Ready your action to eat it. All right. Good to know. Uh, up next, we have a Pocket. That's what me. you're going to do. All right. Um, well, I am going to open my turn with a bonus action and cast Shillelagh as normal. Right. Um, so now I've got my Shillelagh. <laughs> uh, there you go. You got your Shillelagh now, sir. Um, and then as my regular action, I'm just going to shoot a frostbite into the swarm of birds. Okay. Uh, so that's a constitution save on your end. Right. And you uh, have to beat 13. 13. Okay, great. Thanks. Well, that's not too successful. So, <laughs> yeah, rolled a two. Not happening. Uh, cool. And I rolled a three for damage. All right. You see another one of the as it frost hits and it does take one of the birds. It, it's actually falls out of the air. It looks like the one of the, literally the wings are frozen over and it drops to the ground dead. So <laughs> it uh, hurts my soul a little bit to see the birds um, dying, but they're also attacking my friends. So I'm they were bad birds. They're bad birds. There you go. All right. So up next, they go. The humanoid crow creature cackles and goes, <laughs> now you see me, <laughs> and disappears. Fuck. And, but the swarm of crows, they still stay there. And let's see, do they want to stay on? No. Okay. They're, they've been hurt. Two of their brethren have fallen, and they're going to go after the one who threatened he's going to eat one of their dead brethren. So the swarm moves away, starts moving away from uh, from Locke, and attacks Finn. Boo! Yeah, I know. Hey. I you say they're, they're, crows are fickle here. Uh, does a 16 hit, Finn? Yes, it does. All right, uh, so let's see. Get out my damage. 
So they, once again, they are enveloping you and it's just nothing but talons and beaks and squawking all around you. And you take, you start getting lacerations on, or you're trying to protect yourself on your forearms. You take eight points of damage, sir. Fuck these birds. You're going to eat them? You're going to fucking what? Okay. One more, two both. Uh, <laughs> one at a time. Uh, all right. So that happens up to the top of the round with Carl. So just to reiterate, this yeah. dude's gone. This bird is gone. We cannot see him coop. anywhere. Yes, he's on the coop. <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. That's, I'll allow it. That's good. That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, so then there's just a bunch of crows attacking bunch of crows bunch attacking of crows. currently attacking Finn they seem to resent the you know, Finn. eating um, so Finn's just counting crows oh, oh. oh. <laughs> I got one in <laughs> oh I hate it there goes there goes the horrific you know I was sitting crows. here in mood oh. mm. um, so I don't know I thought it was a flight of seagulls mm. a flock maybe yeah. Damn it. <laughs> <Boo>. <laughs> so so all right, you no, guys keep this up. Seagulls. You guys <laughs> keep this up. I'm giving you all the bird. Now stop stop it and let's get back to the game. <laughs> I guess I guess I can just aim at the dentist patch of crows and hope for the best, right? Yes, you could do that, yes. Alright, screw it. I'm doing it. Fuck okay, it, we're doing it live. All right, so All you're right. attacking so crows. I'm rolling, 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 rolling. Ew, I got a nat one. Did you now? Yeah, I did. All right. So Thanks, I Carl. Just... Hey, man, no problem. So the way I run, and uh, there's a number of different people that uh, in, in previous versions of the game, a natural one would mean a fumble. In this case, that could be. That could be really problematic for Finn. However, in fifth edition, we really don't go into, you know, I don't use the fumbles in this game and I am a kind of benevolent DM. <laughs> right. Uh, and I'm going to say you just missed. The arrow flies high over both Finn and the crows and does not meet its mark. Dang. Yeah. Uh, Thank you, Benji. Next is, yeah. Just once again, remember Christmas is coming up. Uh, <laughs> all right. Lock, you're up next. Who, me? Yeah, you, Locke. I have a question. I have an answer, perhaps. I'm going to use what I think is my last spell slot. Okay. So the Birdman is invisible, yes? You don't see him. Okay. I'm going to cast Detect Evil. All right. Detect Evil gives me a range of, what was this? 30 feet around me. Okay. And I'm going to see if I can see his aura within that range. All right. So you reach out to the, your faith in your order, the Haven Guard, and you push out your senses, detect the presence of evil. You So what, what direction? Are you doing a certain direction or you just kind uh, of doing, you're scanning around to sense? I'm scanning around, yeah, because I have a, I have a feeling he hasn't gone behind me, so to speak, since he was literally just in front of me. Mm -hmm. uh, but there are all these birds, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna see if within 30 feet around me, I'd probably angle it so it 
yeah, I'll see if it can get any behind me, but I'd probably angle it so majority of my, because uh, it's a sphere, is in front of me and around me rather than behind me. All right. So you do that and you cast out your perception in front of you and to you know, the side a little bit and around you, the sphere. No, you don't. But then you start to move to the side. You start to move to the right as to look to your friends like, I, I don't know where he is. And you pick up something, a presence of evil, right behind Pocket. <gasps> I will use a free action to point behind Pocket. All right. And shout, behind you, Pocket! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Captain Obvious. No. <laughs> All right, so that ends your turn. Uh, we go up Wait, to- I'm sorry. Since I hadn't used a move action yet. Oh, I'd yeah, like to- you haven't used your move. Absolutely. Go right ahead. I'll start heading towards Pocket so that I can be there on my next turn. Okay. With that, we go to Pocket. You just got you, you just had Locke yell behind you. Wait. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, no, Finn. Finn, I apologize. Finn, you go you go first. Well, I forgot. You were you were playing with the birdies. Okay. I was playing with the birdies. Um, and now I'm going to cast Burning Hands. On all oh. those fucking birdies. Very um, nice. I'm not sure if it says 15 foot cone. Because there's a one space five. Uh, that is 15 feet. For, okay. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, each creature in a 15 foot. Um, oh wait, sorry. Each creature uh, within that 15 feet cone. Needs to uh, make a dexterity saving throw. All right. So because the way storm mechanics work. They are going to do it all together. And uh, let's see here. They are able to. Oh, what they're the able fuck? to go ahead and move around it. No, wait, no, wait, no, wait. You still, you still get to go ahead and do. You're doing three d six fire damage. Uh, but uh, they only take half of it because some of them are able to move out of the range. So go ahead and roll three d six. Tell me what it is, and then it gets halved. Six. All right, so that it's six total, or did you already half it? Uh, halved it. Okay, thank you. All right, so six. Uh, a couple of their crows uh, fall to the ground. So uh, they've they've taken yeah. So yeah, you you smell now burning feathers. Good. All right, so up next. Good luck, pocket. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, but the, definitely the swarm is getting smaller and smaller as you're going through this. Uh, several, several crows have passed. I should say there's a couple with that. There's more than a couple. You see probably about four or five drops to the ground. Uh, the swarm is getting quite a bit smaller. Uh, for Pocket, you're up next. And like I said, you uh, had Locke cry out as a, a warning to you. I am going to whirl around with my shillelagh and just swing. I, I'm not going to look to see. I'm just going to swing. Like I'm going to turn around and smack wherever is in front of me. All right. So uh, let's do, you're going to have disadvantage on this one. So roll 2d20 and take the lowest. Okay. (laughs) Is that a good laugh or a bad laugh? I don't know because the first one uh, was an 18 and the second was a 24. Holy cats. Well, you're going to be taking the 18 and you, (laughs) 
you all of a sudden your shillelagh just stops midair and you hear ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it does eight damage <laughs> all right so you successfully are able to hurt this thing <laughs> you you got you got pretty darn lucky there pocket <laughs> And this thing appears before you, and it doesn't look really pleased. As you see it thrust out both of its taloned hands. Does this chicken have large talons? Yes, it does. So wait, let me do that again. Does this chicken have large talons? (laughs) Yes. Or like a six-foot turkey to me. Yeah, well, (laughs) uh, this turkey is going to carve you. Are you Uh, a size 16 in feathers? (laughs) but it's not striking with its talons you see this odd green swirling light come out of both talons one is at you and the other is at Locke oh no yes so uh, as this strikes out at you pocket does the 14 hit it does not I'm at 16 oh lucky lucky and for our good friend Locke, let's see. Does a 17 hit? It does not. I have 19. Oh, well, damn. I mean, that's great, guys. <laughs> uh, it, you, your pocket, you're able to dive out of the way, and Locke, you just move the side, a little kind of a matrix move as it goes, as this green Eldritch Blast goes past you. Oh, thank Lord. Pockets, and- um... Hero in life is actually Wee Man from Jackass. Punch people in the balls and run. <laughs> uh, with that, the swarm of crows, they're going to... Let's see if they say... No, they like Finn. They like Finn a lot, especially since, you know, you just made some of them flambe. Uh, they are going to attack Chicken again dinner. with a... Does a 12 hit? I don't think so, but... Yeah, negative. All right, they're still swirling around you, but you're able to move to the side, and most you're able to zord into your leather armor uh, some of their attacks uh, successfully. We go back up with that to the top of the round with Carl. You're up again. What will you do? I'm trying to think. These crows are still attacking us. Crows are still attacking, and the... Technically, they're only attacking me. Yeah, the but still, they're attacking tur- us. The, they attack one, they attack all. The oh, large turkey? Yeah. The large turkey, I think we were calling it, is uh, attacking. Looks like it has shown up behind Pocket and tried to attack Pocket and Locke unsuccessfully. Man, this chicken. Um, or no, turkey, because we're being festive. Oh, uh, uh, yes. So I'm going to I'm gonna do Hunter's Mark and try my luck one more time. Okay. So I'm going to... Well, you still have the Hunter's Mark on that oh. creature. Well, yes. Then I will, I will test my luck one more time with this longbow. So All right. I, I roll. I rolled a 15, 23. Your aim is true. <laughs> so I, I pull back and I look at him and I'm like, I'm about to beat you off, chicken. And then just. This isn't a family show, is it? No. Okay, good. Just checking. <laughs> Frank, we have that explicit warning still up, don't we? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. All right. Well, then I rolled D D8. I got a five, but there's plus four because piercing. So that's nine. Mm-hmm. All right, so nine, and uh, what mark. about the Hunter's Mark? That is, oh, uh, God damn it. Remind me again. That is another D8, correct? Uh, let me just double check to make sure I have your spells and 
Finn's it's an extra D6. Extra D6, D6 yeah. That's what it is. Well, then I'm rolling my D6, and I got six. All right. So uh, you said, uh, how much was it from the first time? The first part? Uh, five plus four, nine plus six is 15. 15. Your aim is true. And as the arrow goes flying by, guided by your arcane talents uh, uh, with the hunter's mark, it strikes the creature in the neck. Yeah. And with this gurgling cry, it starts shaking and then falls to the ground. Mm, We love to see it. We love to see it. And with that, Finn, the crows about you disperse. I'm grabbing one and I'm strangling it. All right. So Finn's choking the chicken. I'm sorry, crow. (laughs) Thank you for picking that up. I dropped it. (laughs) Uh, You know what? Go ahead and uh, roll me the straight attack on that. And add in your strength bonus if you you have any. You bet. 19. You have the bird. <laughs> you have one bird in your hand. Now, mind you, Pocket, you're seeing this happen. No. <laughs> what, 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 boy? What, what? Use your word. What? What's going on? Drop, drop the bird. This whole thing? I'm going to dangle it in front of him. Drop the bird. Fine. And I'm just going to throw it. <laughs> you throw it. <laughs> well, the trees, unfortunately, are kind of far away, so ah. you throw it towards the ground, and it it kind of takes a couple of tumbles, gets up, squawks a little bit. You're and, safe uh, now. Writes itself ah. and <laughs> flies off. That bird tried to kill me, Pocket. And I'll kill you, too. <laughs> oh, oh, if I wasn't looking down at you, I would have missed that. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, Don't make me use this shillelagh. (laughs) Locke will step forward and say, the enemy is gone, gentlemen. And then Carl runs up and goes, fight, 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 fight. (laughs) World star. Well, Well, all right. All right. Locke has a point. Locke has a point. Let's go ahead and see what uh, what Carl caught over there. Carl caught a chicken. On the ground, it looks like a well it looks like a very large bipedal crow the instead of wings it has these arms feathered arms and and razor sharp talons it has a number of fetishes made out of bone some of them look like from birds others perhaps humanoid bone uh it's is it go ahead please i was just gonna ask like could we loot the body like check and see uh, what else it has on it. Like if there's any pockets or anything or uh well no pockets right next here. to you. Yeah. Oh, oh sorry. I didn't, <laughs> the so it, if it has anything this person, sure. So Finn, if you want to take a look, uh do me a favor and give me an investigation check. That is intelligence, correct? It's intelligence. If you have investigation, if you take a oh, look yeah, at your sheet, I, I think should. it's uh yeah. for your I think you're plus two, if I remember correctly. Fourteen. Fourteen? Yeah. You're able to find in one of its seems to have a number of different like pouches on it, which you being an arcane trickster, uh, you know that these are spell components. Uh, it does have on it uh, a number of coin. 
It looks like a small bag of coin mixed in with the other pouches. So that's the only thing that's in the pouches. There's other pouches though. There's other pouches or spell components. I mean, you could probably oh. use some of those, but uh, those, as far as then. something useful beyond that, you find uh, it has about uh, eight gold pieces and ten silver on it. I'm gonna like hold it up for the rest of the class and be like, "Well, what is this?" Just in All case right, we want so. to order a pizza. Locke really has no interest in the gold. He's gone inside the uh, the house and he's starting to collect the bodies to put onto the back of his horse. Okay. So what is at this time? There's this. You start to hear. Before, remember, I mentioned that it was just eerily quiet. Now, as these crows have taken off, and you hear the cause in the distance getting farther and farther away uh, to the north, you start to hear insects again, other night birds, and it seems like this area is returning to somewhat normal. Uh, I need everyone to give me a perception check, please. Now, uh, Ex- now, to keep keep in mind, while you're uh, the one person, you have a lock. You have a disadvantage of this because you're inside the house. For anyone still outside, uh, just roll normal. And uh, once again, Frank, if you want to roll two d twenty and take the lowest for the perception, I check. got a nat twenty. Oh my! Uh, lock got a nine. I got a dirty twenty one. A dirty twenty one. <laughs> uh, I rolled a I rolled a ten plus two, so that's twelve. Okay, so I will say that. Finn, with your trained ears, you're able to pick up, you hear from the road in the distance, it's, uh, I mean, not that far off, but the road was about where you saw this creature originally, and it closed in a little past there. You hear what sounds like a creaking of a wagon and some hushed voices. Are they, do I see anything coming our direction like is that wagon on its way towards us or is it like the wagon appears to be on its way towards you yes or well it's on the road but it looks like it's coming from the east and going west so it's getting closer to you okay. it's not is coming it... right at you it's still staying on the road gotcha. but it's coming from the direction that we came from it's coming from, actually it's coming from the east so you had come from the west before got it okay um lock lock uh, I walk in. What? I walk into the house. Like, hey, we got. Uh, we're gonna have some company here in a in a few minutes. I see a a wagon coming up from the east. Um, Locke will finish what he's doing. He he's trying to get the the family out of this house so he can take them back to the um to the town so they can get funeral rites. Uh, but he'll he'll come out immediately and and attempt to locate these individuals is the the is the giant chicken still there yes the giant chicken <laughs> or as i call it the carrion master is there yes okay we'll go Car- carrion master is still still there oh, okay so that we can kind of like hold on to that as proof so nobody thinks that we just came in and murdered this family no, there's there's still a number of crows there. There's okay. you know there's the evidence inside all the crows that you had killed out there before. There's probably about almost a dozen worth of crows out there, and then this very large avian creature. Gotcha. I'm gonna look to lock. Um, you think I should uh, meet them halfway? You mean to buy you some time? I can head up there and flag them down. 
Well, we can. So we were sent out to uh, look for two farms, right? The the, the Grywoods, yes, the, the Grywoods, which, yeah, the Grywoods, unfortunately, you already know what has happened to them. The McCormicks were a little bit to the uh, northeast. Okay, uh, so farm. these guys would Pass not be coming from. Got it. So the, these people would not be the McCormicks then? They are coming from the east, which would be the general direction. About It's about a northeast to get to the McCormick farm. You'd have to go past the Wayland farm before, as I mentioned, uh, or actually, Lysandria mentioned uh, yeah. before. So... It's something, somebody coming from the east, or what you can tell on the road. Okay, so it, there's a potential that it's either one of those farming families. Um, I would say that as long as they're heading to the town, we can potentially, as a group, meet them. How how uh, how soon until we can be ready to meet them as a group? I'd say they're about. Five ten minutes away, you can guess. It's how, it's, now you're aware of it, and you can see it in the distance. Once again, it's it's getting darker. It's kind of harder to see, even those that have light vision. And it's the distance away, but it appears to be a two wheeled cart uh, and being pulled by it looks like a, a pack animal with some some people and stuff loaded into it, uh, and it's not moving that fast. Okay, then uh, with your permission, I would like to see if there is a cart that I can hook my horse up to here. I imagine since it is a farm. They have something. You have um, something similar. Like a, there's a two-wheeled cart that uh, w- would work, and you could fashion something. Usually it's used for like an beast of burden. Uh, you do find, as you're looking for the cart, you find what used to be a, a mule or something, that what the remains of it uh, nearby it. the cart. Okay. So I'd like to – so my plan is, and however long this takes, um, I'd like to hook my horse up to the cart, put the family inside – the cart, cover them up, and then also put the uh, the carrion master in the cart as well to take everything back to town, um, and then hopefully meet with this other group individuals on the way. Up there. Sure. If anybody you, else you has can... a better idea or would like to do something different, that I'm, I don't want—I don't mean to speak for the whole group. So you're doing the uh, body duty, so to speak. Uh, can help out along with together. that too, if it speeds it up. Yeah, that would definitely speed up. So if you're helping a well, Finn, Carl, Pocket, what are you two doing? Um, I'm just kind of chilling. I'm small, so I'm in the way if I don't stay out of the way. Carl, um, uh, Carl, sorry, Locke, can I? Uh, or sorry, I keep I keep calling you different things besides your name, Pocket. That's me. If I could give you a piggyback ride, would that be appreciated? Absolutely. We're doing this. <laughs> All right. So, so I can give you a bird's eye view. <laughs> ah, <laughs> I can't believe you've done this. Yes. I, uh, as I climb up on Carl's back, I say, "Can you teach me the? Uh, can you teach me the uh, the snappy thing with the with with the owl?" You don't know how to snap your fingers. Oh, I can snap my fingers, but can you can you help me get get it so Pidge comes to me too? Well, she she only really does that to me. But I mean, if you want to try to snap your fingers twice, we could see what happens. All right, we'll try it again. And I, I look over at Pidge and go, "Can we roll for this?" Oh yeah, let's. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna do animal. I'll see. Uh, animal handling, if you wouldn't mind, pocket. Animal handling. Yeah. How does a nineteen do? Well, this time the bird is now the the, the Pidge has been on Carl's shoulder since this, the combat stopped, and. Kind of stops from it, turns the head, you know, the, the awkward, like a turning the head a little bit towards you, does a slow blink, hops off of 
Carl's shoulder and onto your head. I'm not offended. That's that's actually very useful. Now you know. Perfect. And then it unfortunately you feel a little something wet on your head. <laughs> yeah. Not the first time, not the last time. Oh, good pidge. And I snap twice. Or gas, it works for you, you know? <laughs> Precisely. I'll uh, snap twice and have her come back onto my shoulder. I feel better with her. And she feels better as well now. Good. All right. Well, uh, as this is going on, there's a bird bonding moment. Good feathering your cap there, Pocket. <laughs> um, yeah, these are getting bad. Okay, back back to the story. Um you're able to get this done, and uh, you load the your grizzly burden onto the cart, fin, and lock, and able to get the the horse your horse lock. It's used to battle. It box a little bit of the smell of you know the dead bodies, but you're able to calm it down and get the uh, a makeshift uh, tackle to to set this up so you can have your horse tow up behind you. Perfect. All right. Uh, so. About about this point, the cart on the road is almost parallel with you, where you are. So it's just coming up to the farm at this point. And you hear a voice in the distance from the cart. Uh, um, uh, Greywoods, are you all right? Um, Locke will... Uh, uh, so they're, they're within walking distance. Yes, they're within walking distance. I'd say. I'm gonna, yeah, because I, I I don't want to bring the dead bodies of their friends to them, but I, I will uh, approach them with weapons stowed mm-hmm. and uh, a sort of solemn look on my face. All right, as they're getting closer, like I said this is getting it's getting towards uh, dusk is going towards night now, and as you're going closer, you hear that voice, the same voice. Dell, is that you? Unfortunately, I am not. One of the Grywoods. Uh, my name is Lachanar Tarkas. I'm a, a knight. We were sent here by the town to retrieve the Grywoods, but unfortunately, well, evil forces of the woods seems to have claimed their lives. You hear a gasp, a, a feminine voice close to where this other first voice you heard. As you're getting closer now, you can make out there's uh, three individuals. Uh, one, one is walking next to, it looks like, a, uh, a pack mule that's towing this cart and in the cart you have a small boy and uh looks like a woman uh holding on to the boy and she's probably the one that cried out um Locke will nod with solidarity and he he gestures back to his compatriots this is me and my allies we we found justice for the grywoods and we are going to bring their bodies back to town so they may have their funeral rites and a service can be held. You're able to see as you're walking close and they don't seem to be moving on. They kind of seem in shock. Uh, the The boy is like, Mama, what, what's going on? What, what, is Abel okay? And she's like, hush, hush. Uh, but they're not moving on. And the one of the, the gentleman who is outside the cart leading the pack mule has a lantern. He shines in your direction. He goes, your name? L- Lachanar, as I said, I'm, I'm a, uh, I'm a knight. And he looks a little closer at 
your vestment, you know, your, 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 you know, once again, you don't hide the fact that you're a Haven guard, correct? No, absolutely not. He, he, he's proud to be part of the Haven guard. He kind of, kind of appears for a moment, looks down as he has the, the lantern towards you. And how did they die? Locke, um, fidgets slightly and he says, may I have your name, sir? My name's Connor, Connor McCormick. Ah, we were we were told to come looking for you next. Mr. McCormick, we came across the, the Grywoods inside their home and well I I would love to speak candidly with you, but I your children's ears, I'm afraid, may not be able to handle this information as well. He steps forward and says, Tasha, watch over the boy. He steps he uh, takes his lantern with him and walks towards you. So I'll, I'll lead him back to the group and I will uh, lead him to the cart where we have the carrion master inside uh, wrapped up and I'll show it to him. He makes a warning sign. You've seen some of the other ones uh, do earlier. He he goes with you and, and he sees the, the bodies and he looks at, you know, of course he looks in shock at uh, the family. Uh, the remains and when you uh show him they pull a tarp away from the carrion master he recoils in fear and makes a warning gesture uh that you've seen some of the other townsfolk do he will um gesture to pocket and uh specifically pocket and carl as they're the ones who did the finishing blows as this individual here and he gestures to carl's she she landed the final blow on this beast and brought justice to the Grywoods. I hope there's some satisfaction in that at the very least. The uh, the man nods slowly, looks to Carl, and goes, My thanks. Grywoods, the Grywoods were, they were good people. They deserve better than this, but there's some justice. I'm, I'm absolutely sure, and I put my hand out to, to shake his hand. It's like, hopefully this dead bird creature will, you know, fill this void of people that are gone from your life. I appreciate it. I need to get my, my wife and son back to the inn. So you say you are, and looks over back to Locke again and then takes it looking at all of you. So you said before that uh, you were supposed to come and find us. Yes, we were instructed to find the uh, Grywoods and McCormick farms. We, the town hadn't heard from you and things were getting, well, there was an incident having to do with the uh, a funeral procession in town. I think it would be much safer for you all if you were to follow us. Uh, uh, of course. Uh, it's, uh, safety numbers. Uh, Tasha. He starts heading back. So please uh, come cover the bodies, if you will, and so you can travel with us. Uh, we want to be we want to be at the inn before it arrives. By it, do you mean the fog? And he just makes like a hushing gesture. Yes, yes, that. The fog. Of yes. course. Well, is there is there anyone else? Is there anyone else that we need to stop and make sure if they're all right? We were the only ones we were to go and Del and his family were going to meet up and try to get there. I said, there was, I set my daughter ahead to uh, see if the constables would come and and find us. She must have, I'd say about a half an hour ago, 
He just mops his forehead. This is terrible news, terrible. He said, please, if we can get back to my daughter. She's at the end by now. Uh, We're the only two families out this far to the east. Then by all means, let us head back together. Safety numbers, as you said. So you meet up with the others and said there's a a 12-year-old boy uh, and a woman probably in her middle years, uh, close to the man's age. Uh, She just nods to all of you and uh, the boy uh, seems very curious about Pocket. Like he's looking and saying, "Is he one of the? Is he one of the Fae folk?" Hmm. Well, yes, I am. And uh, I've never seen one of you kind before. Are you? Are you coming to take me away and make me a changeling? <laughs> no, that's just a silly old tale. And you see. The wife and husband look at each other, exchange glances, and look back at you. And the woman says, "You would think." Uh-huh. 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 No, no, no. What do you? What do you mean? Um, that in these parts from the hollow, the woman says, "Many strange things happen. We have heard in days past." Generations, that some children were taken and creatures of twig and sticks were left behind. Oh, well, that is um, concerning in the largest amount of the word. I, yes, well, uh, this, uh, enough of, enough of this, the uh, man says, uh, please, uh, good people, uh, we should get moving before it gets. And with that, I need a perception check from everyone. Ten for lock. <laughs> Thank you. That was a natural 20 plus five, so 25. Oh my. All right. 13 for Carl. 13. I have found the chicken I threw and I'm staring at it. That's a chicken. A three. All that right. Well, you find one of the feathers is out of place in the chicken. Uh, <laughs> crow, are they crow in this case? Uh, pocket. Yeah. You just, something seems you just, the back of your neck, the hairs in the back of your neck start to stand up on end. As you're looking past the Fell Reef River and you're seeing this fog start to drift towards the river, but uh, it doesn't cross the river. It's starting to make its way to, it looks like, and that you can just make out a covered bridge to the north. I think the fog is people. And with the, you say that, well, how will the rest of you do? Now, you I just heard him talking. say, there's, he's looking to, Pocket's looking to the north and saying, I think the fog is people. Hmm. Uh, I'm sorry? You said... You said you think the fog is people. It's, 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 it's moving like a, it's, it's following the roads. It, it can't cross the river. Huh. Can, can you point out what you're seeing here, Pocket? Just to make sure I can lift you up if you need to see better. <laughs> I, I, I point out the, the strange sort of movement of the fog. And that's when you all see it. This fog, it's thick and it's moving 
it looks like at first you say, well, that's kind of a natural. And then you figure out it's going against the wind and it's going towards a covered bridge. It extends back into the woods beyond and just the forefront scenes. It almost looks like it changes direction when it gets towards the river and going towards this bridge, old covered bridge to the north. What do you do? I'd say it's time to get on our horses and get back to town. I agree. Agreed. We have to protect this town or these uh, this family and get them back. You see, uh, the Connor, the uh, the father, look up. He's, oh, God's above and below. It's coming. It's crossing Lockerbie Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we must make haste. All right, so damn it, you damn uh, it, you all. Uh, you know, keep in mind you could travel faster for those of your horses with no wagons or carts behind it can travel faster. However, the pack mule uh, cart that the McCormicks have is not going to be traveled the same distance as you. It's going to be faster than if you were uh, walking or even, you know, jogging, but it's still going to be slower than some of you. So in, you could leave the McCormicks behind and go in front of them, you know, go further on. How about uh, we, uh, we just kind of have a little escort. I'll ride right. in with the McCormicks. Y'all just go ahead and surround us and we get there. We go as fast as we can. Yeah, uh, Locke doesn't mind taking up the rear since he'll be the slowest with the the McCormick. So he'll he's gonna encourage the rest to escort the family in as quickly as they can. I'm sure he doesn't All mind right. taking up the rear, but I'm I do not. Is that a dog? Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's the no. hounds. It's that's the, the hounds in the distance. It's the hounds of the fog or something or other. I don't know. I think I'm gonna... uh, good. Oh, I'm just gonna say I'm gonna go ahead. Uh, well. Finn's going to sit up with uh, Connor in his wagon just to kind of be... Well, Connor's actually, he's he's moving with it, but at this point he is getting in the cart too. So yeah, so you're up there with him and in the back of the cart you have uh, you have uh, his wife and son. Uh, they look like they have a small amount of belongings with them. They just gather together very quickly as you're in there. Uh, so you all set out. Uh, now you're going to be traveling to the west along... Go ahead, please. Sorry, um, the... Did I ride a pony out here? Or was I on one of the others? Uh, really, you were you were before you had a pony of your own because you've been traveling some distance uh, before. So all of you had either horses or ponies, depending on your size, of course. So you would have a pony. Cool. Just wanted to make sure before anything else, because yeah, didn't want right. to die. No, yeah, then not yet. Give it time. All right, so you're moving along the western road, and you're trying to get the you know the pack mule to uh, keep pace with the rest of you. And uh, you, as you discussed before, you're forming an escort around the McCormicks, and uh, Finn is actually on the cart with them. You've got Locke following as well with the cart that he has uh, behind his horse with the bodies. Uh, as you're moving on, uh, you're able to pick up some speed. You are passing the Grywood Farm, leaving in the distance with the dark memories of what you had found there. And you are moving towards town. As you're getting closer to the town outside the farms, uh, who's going to be? So we have right now, uh, who's going to be in the front? We have uh, Carl, 
we have uh, and uh, pockets. So you two would be in the front, and the two carts with, uh, would be in the back. Uh, who, is anyone taking the point, so to speak? I think the ranger should probably take the point. I was going to say. <laughs> All right. All right. So, uh, Carl, what are you doing as you're going on the road? Are you, you know, you're watching to see what's happening uh, to the north with this strange fog? Are you looking on the road for any uh, signs of like, you can, you're able to see with your vision, you're able to see as it gets getting darker now into the evening uh, on the road still. But uh, you don't see a much light except for the moon. It's almost a full moon right now. Mm. Uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm focusing more on the road. I do have Pidge uh, up ahead just in case she could see something that I can't. She can alert me. Okay. So as you're moving on, uh, do me a favor. Give me a perception check, if you would. Why, yes, sir. Let's see here. Uh, ooh, I rolled a 17, so that would be 21. You notice as you're going by past one of the farms, uh, that's right before you start getting into some of the more, I guess, upscale farms, the larger ones. Uh, I mentioned before there was a winery, I believe, that you're going past, and you're seeing a number of old dead vines on the road. Hmm. Uh, just like they looks like it's gone out. It looks like you can tell like this once might have been a very prosperous farm, but the uh, grapevines uh, have withered and died. And some seem to be over the road uh, as you're going past them. Hmm. And would that, that's fairly standard or is that a normal? Uh, well, I mean, if, you you know that if something is untended after a while and it's not taken well, care of it, it's going to grow wild, or it might go ahead and pass. Okay. And this, uh, it looks like these have uh, the the vines have withered, so it's been and unattended for a very long time. Oddly enough, yes, it looks like it's been unattended for a very long time. Which it depends. You, you know, you don't know if how long this place has been. This the winery has been deserted True. necessarily. I don't want to pay it that much mind because it, okay. you know, if it's deserted and it could have just be, you know, deserted for a very long time. But at the same time, mm. curiosity. About this time, as you're kind of musing about this, you start hearing it sounds like footfall on wood in the distance. And you look up to the north to see the fog is now about halfway over the bridge. And you're making out forms in the fog, shadowy forms, marching in unison. Part of me wants to say we should take shelter in this winery. And that's when your horse starts to stumble. Mm. As a vine snakes around its leg. Oh, shit. Okay. So, um... Is there some sort of hand signal that I could get off to alert the rest of the team? Should I just yell? I'm assuming, I mean, we're all within the same area. Uh, there's the lantern that, I mean, it's not that far away that uh, the Connor McCormick has in his wagon. And most of you, except with the exception of the, the McCormick's and uh, Finn would be able to see in the dark. So they might be able to see a hand signal or you can go ahead and cry out to them. But your horse is doing a really good job of, uh, alerting others mm. okay, so because it is cried out in fear now with a whinny as this 
vine snakes around its leg. I'm going to flail my arms uh, back and forth and just be like, guys, guys, we need to stop. Uh, the the vines are doing something really freaky. Uh, I think they're they're sentient. And with that, you all look down. You've, you've heard Carl's cries of a warning. And you see that the vines, more of them are coming out, slithering towards you, almost like they're snakes. And with that, please roll for initiative. Ah, oh, nuts. Ah, oh, nuts. So, we have the, uh, everyone's rolled their initiative. Let's go ahead and start off with Locke. What do you have? Locke got a five. All right. Uh, <laughs> so, moving at the speed of Locke. All right, pocket. Pocket. 18. Thank you. Carl. Six. And Finn, please. Nineteen. All right. We switched it around this time. There you go. So, Finn, you're going to be going first. Now, You at this point, you're all able to see these tendrils coming at you. Uh, there is one that has wrapped around the uh, leg of Carl's horse. Uh, this one is going towards the uh, the one you see is coming towards you and the McCormicks. And uh, it looks like there's other vines, uh, these tendrils coming at the uh, at pocket and lock as well. What would you like to do? Okay. Uh, can I start cutting them with, uh, let's say, uh, my rapier? You would... Uh... Rapiers wouldn't be as much for cutting as they are for poking or piercing. Uh, but you could go ahead. And, okay, you could do that as well. Uh, you would have to get down from the cart to be able to do it. It's it uh, at this point it is not wrapped around the cart or going towards your set you uh, you yourself. But you would have to if you wanted to go ahead and cut out. You could reach. You could go ahead and try to reach down and you know stretch out and take a swing at it towards the ground. Like. And then the rest of the family are in are in the cart, right? Yes, like, they are. How many horses? You and, it only has one pack mule. It's 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 getting by, but uh, it's not too fast. It kind of looks like Please Die's distant cousin. Oof, oof, a doofa. Okay. Um. Yeah. All right. Because I'm thinking about maybe you can also, if you want, you can wait and see if it tries to go at the cart or any of you or the family. You could take a swing at it. So you could say, "I can hold my action until it actually tries to attack us or the yeah, cart." Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that, but I'm also gonna let um, Connor know. Okay, so I I, I suggest you uh, uh, hightail it uh, about now. You know, let's, let's push this uh, this donkey to 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 its limits. He goes. He looks over. And he goes. Oh, oh, dear God! Uh, um, right. All right. Focus. Stay focus. Al- Look at me. He you- snaps the rein. Stay, stay alive. Move. Stay alive. Move. Ah, it's the spirit. No, no. Its name is Stay Alive. Oh, <laughs> well, that's that's odd that you mentioned that. <laughs> Isn't it? Okay. So he snaps the reins and it starts moving. Uh, it starts moving faster. Which means, you know, all, not quite a gallop, but uh, not uh, a little trying to a coughing, wheezing trot. 
So it's it's still you're you're it's able to move. The vine isn't that fast, and you're starting right. to move away from it. And my action's ready just in case that it does get too. You far. got it. All right. Uh, so we'll hold there. Uh, we go to pocket at eighteen. That's I. All right. Um, so you said that the tendrils are moving toward me. Yeah, it looks like there's a tendril coming towards you and your pony. There's one that is wrapped around Carl's horse's leg, and there is one that is going towards Locke and one going towards the McCormick's cart. Okay. Um, are the ten- Can I see if the tendrils are like connected to a bigger, like single plant, or is it like just? All right, so, uh, give me a perception check if you would please. Uh, actually, better yet. For you, nature would be probably the best choice. I got a natural 20 plus three. You know all. You know the names of... Uh, (laughs) It seems to be it's coming from different parts of the withered vines within. So it doesn't seem to be necessarily one specific uh, large growth, but it just seems to be coming from those these old fields or these, you know, these dried up fields. Okay. Um, well, in that case, hmm. And they have almost like a serpentine way that they're, you know, reaching out to you and the rest of your party. I don't have a lot of good things to do with this right now, but I, well, you have a choice really. You have, as in all things, there's fight and flight. You do see, because you've seen this, uh, you were looking up before, and there is something in the fog coming across that bridge. And there's forms, or shapes in it. And they are coming you know, from the north, crossing the river towards the town. Okay, I know what I'm going to do. Because um, I don't think it's a good idea to, to, to slow down um, as much. I'm going to try very hard. Because I'm on a pony, so I'm pretty low to the ground. Yes, you um, are. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna make my pony, build a pony, go a little bit quicker, and I'm going to use my scimitar because that's my other weapon, and I'm gonna swing it at the one that has Carl's horse caught. As I'm doing that, I'm also yelling, "Let's move quicker!" Okay, so. Uh, you're able to interact by pulling your scimitar out and you're going to, as you're moving up, because needless to say, Carl's horse had stopped. And so you're moving up to Carl's horse and taking a a swipe at that tendril, right? Okay. Go right ahead. Rolling. Well, I certainly hope a 12 hits. A 12, you strike down. And you're able to connect with the vine. Go ahead and roll me damage, please. <laughs> Four. <laughs> Four. It takes it, and you see the vine just kind of like it's that piece of it breaks off, and you see it almost like it starts to spasm. What you know, it's uh, the part around the leg just goes limp. The part that is still connected to the field where the uh, winery uh, used to be, uh, it's whipping around and spasming right now. But you're seeing other tendrils starting to come out. And I just yell very loudly, uh, gallop or run. And uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm going to say as I'm moving forward. All right. Uh, That was at 18. 
uh, the vines are now, uh, they're reaching out grasping for you. Uh, if you would please, now, oh, oh, we have a ready to action. The one that's going towards the car is trying to wrap around one of the wheels. Uh, so Finn, you have a chance to go ahead and uh, strike out at it. Let's go ahead and strike at it with the... With your rapier? Okay. Um, well, because I, I have a long sword and a short sword. I'm trying to think. Oh, one. yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you're, you said you're, you're using your long sword. That's correct. Right. Okay. So I got 13. All right, 13. You are able to swipe at the... You reach down with your long sword. You know, you're kind of leaning over the card to get it, and you, your strike is true. Go ahead and roll damage, if you would, please. And that was a D8, correct? D8 plus 2. All right, you're able to slash down and sever this vine away. Uh, you're seeing it kind of like it's stuck a little bit in the spokes of the wheel but before it breaks free. And just like he, uh, pockets of that vine that it, he had seen before, it starts to spasm, but you're noticing more vines coming out from the field towards you. Uh, not as close as the one you just struck away from the cart, but still, they're coming towards you. I'm going to go um, ahead and just ready the same action for anything that gets closer, and then just... Okay. Repeat Con what I'm saying to Connor, like, keep going. Yeah. Go, keep going. So your next turn, you can only ready one action per turn, but once again, oh. if something up on yours, you, you might be able to strike. So uh, I'm going to go to lock. So the one that is, is going to try to go ahead and uh, wrap around your, uh, this one is it's rising up and it's trying to try to, it's grasping for not your horse, but for you. So it's almost like a snake striking out. Armor class, let's see, um, 17. Does not hit. All right, so it tries to find purchase, but hits your armor and moves off the side, or, and you're able to kind of move with it, so it's it's not able to grasp a hold of you, luckily. And it uh, goes past you, and you're able to keep moving unhindered. <clears throat> um, is it my turn? Not yet. I still have okay. one more I want to do. Oh, okay. Pocket. So one of those vines that was reaching out is going to try to strike at you. Uh, well, does a natural one hit by any chance? Uh, you know, I would love to say that it does, but I don't. I, don't I would too. I would really love to say it too, but it doesn't. So it, uh, it definitely misses its mark because you've been moving up and it, it tried to strike where you were before. They're kind of slow to react. Uh, and since you moved up towards uh, Carl's horse to free th uh, the horse's leg, it is behind you and striking without effect. Now, it's Carl's turn. Sorry, Locke, you're just one away. Almost there. Almost there. <laughs> Carl, what do you want to do? So you, you do notice that uh, Pocket's gone up and slashed down with his scimitar and freed your horse's leg. Which I am eternally grateful for. Uh, and I, yeah. I don't have... I don't have any uh, uh, vines coming after me, I'm guessing, right? You're seeing vines. You can see from uh, the just the north of where this field is, you're seeing more vines coming towards you, but there's none that would be able to get to you at the moment. If only I were a cat that did spells. Um, now, that's just crazy yeah, talk. A cat that does spells? Who talks like this? Who does that? Um... And it, uh, mm, mm. my horse is I will free. offer you the same thing. Fight or flight. Fight. I can't just run off. I'm. I have to. I gotta see this through. Uh, Y'all, children. What? 
<laughs> I gotta fight this thing. Uh, you can do both. Let me just set the stage for everyone here, just so everyone's clear. These vines are reaching out, and they're coming from the nearby uh, uh, winery, the old uh, grape fields out here, this winery. Um, the vines are reaching out, and some of them have gotten as far as the road itself and been able to try to grasp a hold of your horses, your cart, or you. Uh, they have been unsuccessful so far due to the quick reactions of some of you. The On the road, as Carl, I mentioned before, you see to the no- ahead of you, but towards the north, the, uh, this Lockerbie Bridge, yeah. there are forms in the fog crossing it, and they are marching in unison. There are multiple forms. Oh, God. And the fog is getting thicker. Oh, God. Um, so the, the just so that way I'm painting the picture accurately, the vines are coming directly from the winery, like the house itself, or is it just kind of sprawled everywhere? In the fields. In the it's fields. in the fields where you would have the grapes. Or what was left so of Part them. of me wants to go investigate that winery to see if anything is controlling these vines from within that. Well, you could do that, but that would take time. Yeah, that's the thing. And these people, uh, you know what? I'm going to go to the nearest fucking vine that's animated and slash it. So I'm using my long sword and I'm doing this. Okay. You are still, you are still on horseback. Uh, you can do that. I dismount my uh, horse. No, I'm saying you can you can do that. Your long story. You could reach down to attack, and now that means you would have to because, like I said, there is some there are on the road right now uh, that you were able to get past. Like one of them is like is twitching, and uh, there's two, at least two of the vines that are twitching right now. Other uh, ones have missed their target, uh, but other vines are coming still further back in from the fields. You, if you wanted to strike at one of them, you could strike at one of the ones that was attacking either lock or tried to get the pocket before. Or you would have to go further into the fields where the other vines are to attack one. I'll go further into the fields and see if I could get one from the source. That you would have to dismount for. Okay. Okay. So you're able to dismount. I'll go ahead and do this as a uh, partial movement action on that one. So you're able to dismount and you can uh, close the distance with one of these vines. Okay. Okay. So uh, as you get further in... Uh, your horse is a little bit spooked right now, but still staying in place. You've been with it for a while. Uh, you're very good at animal handling, so it's it's staying there for you. As you go further into the uh, northern fields, there definitely are more vines. You have uh, it's a target rich environment, if you will. So you can go ahead and try to strike one. Uh, <laughs> that's exciting. Uh, eight. Unfortunately, yeah, you swing and the vine, almost sentient, is able to dodge away from it. All right, so at that point, we now go to Locke. All right. Um, Locke sees uh, Carl get off her horse, and he will shout. He's going to use a free action to shout, um, Carl, quickly, on back on your horse, head to the town, we must leave. And he's going to see the vines and things going, and they're attacking the rest of the uh, the caravan. And he is going to use. <laughs> you got one that was striking at you. That's uh, is for it, it is extended out to the road. You have one that tried but was able to you know because uh, pocket rode up to Carl and it try it struck where pocket used to be. It's still squirming around on the road trying to find a victim and the rest of them are still coming from the fields 
Got it. Well, so I, I really think that the group needs to just bust ass towards the town because even if we fight these vines, whatever is in that bog is going to come up to the town and block us off. So we need to get past them to get a, a head on them. So I'm going to use champion challenge as a bonus action. Each creature of your choice within 30 feet must make a wisdom saving throw or it can't move more than 30 feet away from you. So I'm trying to get the vines to focus on me to allow everyone else to punch through and get to the town. So they, the creatures within 30 feet must make a wisdom saving throw DC 13. Okay. So you do this and you call it your challenge and the vines that are seeming are going striking at, uh, that are going towards Carl in the field. And the ones that are already here within the two, two I mentioned that were attacking one of those already trying to attack you before the one that was kind of like seeking a victim that where pocket used to be now is squirming towards you. And you're seeing some more in the fields coming directly at you now. Cool. Then I'm going to, I'm focusing on getting the hell out of there. I know I'm in the back of the line, but I want to make sure that everyone else can just push through now and get to the the town. Obviously, I'm, I have my hammer and stuff, but I'm focusing on, hopefully, I can shrug off these vine attacks. Okay. Uh, noted. All right, we're going to go then to top of the round, Finn. You're st- so you were able to go ahead and strike it and slash one vine and free up the wheels of the, uh, or it was going to you know, free up the, the cart. So, uh, and then you yelled out to Connor to get a move on it. So... Mm-hmm. He's starting to pick up speed. Uh, is there anything you want to do? You want to do the same thing again? See if one strikes at you, or um, yeah, let's let's go ahead and see what the situation is, and if there's anything that I need to be worried about. And uh, as long as we're making good speed, I need okay. to get them out for sure. All right, so you're you're on guard right now. Uh, the woman is holding on to her son who's crying, and of course Connor is concentrating on driving the uh, the getting the cart and the uh, the uh, pack animal to, to move as quickly as possible. Uh, all right. So we're going to go ahead and so you're going to hold your action right now uh, going to pocket. So you've been able to strike that off. You saw Carl get off her horse and charge into the fields. Uh, the horse is still there, but looking really nervous. Your pony seems to be, Bill seems to be doing okay. By the way, really bad name for a pony. Just saying historically. <laughs> um. Well, I'm just going to keep uh, moving forward. I'm I'm listening to what Locke said, um, and uh, horses don't count as small animals, right? No, they would be medium. Okay, never mind. All right, so um, so you're just going ahead and you know at all haste moving forward. Let's see. Next up, we have Carl. Your oh, excuse me. I almost forgot about them. Silly me. Well, Locke, you were successful. The good news is you were successful. The bad news, you were successful with the challenge. So two more tendrils. And now are the one that was on you and the one that was going after pocket are striking out at you. And as I said before, you're seeing some of them in the field also coming in your direction now. Uh, the two strike at you. Uh, does a 19 hit? Right on the dot. All right. Uh, so this vine 
strikes at you and grabs a hold of your leg with like a vice-like grip and does five points of damage, uh, bludgeoning damage. And let's see here. It has grabbed a hold of you. I'm going to try for something else here. You've been grappled, and now it's it's you can't move forward. So you're moving forward. I'm going to uh, give me a dexterity check, if you would, sir. Dexterity, you say? Dexterity, because you are going to. I'm going to see if you are actually going to be able to remain mounted, or it's going to pull you off of your horse. Can I make a argument to say strength save to try? yanking the vine to break it or what's you know see if i'm stronger than the vine pulling me if you want dex i'll do no 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 no. that's i was gonna say if you want to try strength for this yes absolutely you can go ahead and do a strength check if you would please okay 17 all right so it grasps a hold of you and it's like i said it's it it feels like it's almost crushing your leg before uh but with your with your great strength you're able to still remain on the horse and it's almost like you feel like you're almost trying to drag part of the field with you this time but you're able to stay on your horse excellent however you're not exactly moving forward at the moment either totally fine uh carl you're up next so carl hears Locke's command so uh and also carl the vines that were coming coming towards you have now diverted course and are going towards towards carl uh towards uh sorry towards Locke. <laughs> And I am very close to all of these vines, yes, because I'm in the middle of the field. You're close enough to, I'd say, one or two of them, yes. I'm going to attack one or two of them then with my longsword. Okay. So let's go see. Ahead. I'm so you'd be able to go ahead and do one attack? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. Does a 12 hit? A 12 hits. Hey, perfect. Hey. All right, so I'm going to roll D d8 for damage plus one for slashing damage. Let's see here. Does five, six, seven, eight. Does nine hit? Or I hit for nine. Sorry. <laughs> hit for nine. Hit for nine. Got it. All right. It withdraw. You see that one just breaking with tries to withdraw back. And you've seen that same kind of like spasming motion you saw some of the other ones doing before. However, there's more coming out at you. Or in this, there's some there. The, the first ones that were there are still going after lock. And there's, you're seeing further back, you're seeing more movement further in the field coming towards you. Can I start to make my way back towards my uh, horse? Like, I know it's not going to be like a full action, but. Uh, yeah, but you'll be able to move. And okay. Uh, you're able to, you strike, strike at one of these. And it, it, like I said, it does the spasming and, and it goes limp. Other ones, you're seeing other movement. And so you start rushing back to your horse. Uh, you can get back to the horse and I will. Yeah, so you're back at the horse. Uh, won't be able to mount it this round, but next round you'll be able to get back to your horse and, and start moving forward. Okay. All right, so with that, Locke, once again, you have the vine's attention for good or bad. I'm going to try to, uh, I'll pull out one, like my uh, my dagger and I'll try to cut the vine while still pressing forward. Okay, so roll me an attack, please. Uh, 17. 17 hits. All right. And then dagger is D4 damage. Plus your strength bonus. Correct. All my D4s are at the bottom of my cup. Well, I guess we can throw them out and make caltrops out of them. Yeah. Uh, so I rolled a two, so seven. Seven points of damage. Once again, 
you know, whatever is your, the faith in your chapter holds true. You stab down at this thing. Luckily not. It doesn't go through your leg and you're able to slash through that vine and it breaks off. It's still kind of wrapped around you and it's tight, but the rest of the vine shakes that spasm again and falls dead to the ground. Perfect. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll, I'm keeping forward. I'm, I'm pressing up, making sure that no one falls behind and that, I'm pulling most of the aggro. Okay. Uh, pulling most of the aggro. Hmm. For the horde. I mean, uh, yes. Okay, great. Finn, you are next. So Locke's been able to go ahead and free himself from the one that was wrapped around his leg. Uh, there's no vines that have attacked you yet. Uh, they seem, the ones in the immediate area seem to have been going after Locke. However, you're seeing more come from deep within uh, they're taking their time getting to you, but they're coming deep within the fields. What do you want to do? You want to keep on, you know, keep on guard and see, make sure no one uh, attacks your car, your you or your charges, or um. So, burning hands is just a one shot, just boom. Isn't it's like not a continuous. Like no, my burning shot is that unlike your cantrips that you have, I believe. Let's see, uh, that, that's just actually a spell once it's used. Oh, uh, well, yeah, I know. Like, I only get uh, well, cantrips are at will. I'm just talking about like the actual like attack, like it's just uh, boom, that's it. Yeah, it's it's one round, it's instantaneous. So it's almost like you know, you took a hairspray and a lighter and just did one, were able to do it one yeah. time and send that out, okay, and then. Uh, the vine situation on my end looks clear, but there are some making their way towards us. Yeah, there's none in the, you're not in immediate danger, but you do know those other ones will probably get up to you by next round. You know, once again, if you keep moving, they're going to have to go ahead and try to keep pace with you. All right. Uh, and, yeah, and, sure. and the orchard are not orchard. I'm sorry, but the, the winery fields are only so big. Gotcha. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm going to, I'm just keep waiting. Um, and I can't ready any action this time, so I'm just gonna just keep supporting Connor. <laughs> Check in on the family. Well, so you can't ready an action. It's your next round. You can ready an action. This so this round, uh, another one comes up. You can try to do the same thing. So like, oh, I'm waiting for one of those suckers to get close, right? Gotcha. Yeah, I'm waiting for uh, maybe if I'm gonna a good amount, a good amount of uh, vines, so I can just, just get them all done. Well, you can attack one of the vines. You can't attack all of them. I mean, what? you know. All right. No. Well, yeah, I'll figure it out, but I'm going to hold my action. You got it, sir. All right. So with that, we go up to pocket. What you got? You want to keep moving? You want to attack? Uh, you want to help anybody out? Um, how far away am I from Locke? Locke is, he's, uh, you've got the McCormick's cart. And behind that, taking up the rear is Locke and his cart. Mm, just taking it up the rear, okay. Okay, in general, how far am I from the plants? The plants are probably about, um, at this point, there was, well, they had, both, two of them are going back towards Locke. So you don't have them really nearby, but you're seeing probably about 15 to 20 feet within the fields. You're seeing movement in there as they're slithering forward. And there's a, there's a number of them pocket. Mm-hmm. And they have their sole purpose seems to be getting their vines on you. 
Um, okay, okay. So I have an idea because you said it's a field to my left. It's a field. If you're going to, it's actually to the north, so it's a field to your right. The field to my right. Yeah. And looking at it, it's a lot of like dead and dry. Um, yes. It looks like they're dry, withered vines, but yet some of these are still coming towards you as they have life, a natural life to them. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go towards that field, the very dry looking field um and i'm going to use my tinderbox to try to light the field on fire it's dead already oh you little pyromaniac all right so to do this you're gonna have to get off and you say you're gonna have to get off bill i figured as much all right so uh wait don't sorry to cut you off don't druids have produce flame as a cantrip uh it's not in my Known spells. My ready. Oh, do, you don't, do I have to ready cantrips? Have, uh, uh, let's let's take a quick look here. How about that? So, sorry, brief pause here, folks, while we look up a bit of information. On a hit, so you make his range spell attack. On a hit, the target takes one d eight fire damage. So you can have that flame, produce flame, and then you can you have it in your palm, and then you can use a range spell attack to then throw it out. Oh, well then, uh, I mean, I guess I could do that then. All right then. Um, so just uh, so you call upon your natural ability, innate natural abilities, to bring this fire to life in the palm of your hand. It, it's warm, but it's you know not harming you. And you see this dry <laughs> field of tinder to your north. Well then, I'm gonna toss that out. I'll roll. Roll to throw. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm sh- okay. I swear to God, I'm not making any of this shit up. Um, I'm just going to send you a picture, but it is, again, a natural 20. Well, the check's in the mail, so I believe you. <laughs> but All I- right. Well, you're able to hit. Um, you know what? With that. You call and just, you know, you, you don't know what it is, Pocket, but uh, something, it's just, if it's a sense of urgency, you're getting worried because those shapes and forms of the fog are, you know, are getting close to the town and could potentially cut you off. And you send this out and the flame becomes much bigger than normal, fueled by your desperation. Go ahead and roll 1d8 and multiply it by 2. Uh, I so rolled... Yeah, well, you can roll 2d8 if you want to. That's fine. I rolled an 8. So 2, 4, 6. All right, 2, 4. Uh, so, uh, well, you it's 1d8 to hit. I mean, well, 1d8, so it's a, so you rolled two fours, you said? Yeah, so if I had done... You, you, roll, you actually roll a d8 for this. So in this case, you get to roll 2d8. Yeah, I did. I rolled 2d8. Oh, I'm sorry. You said two four. Okay, I think it's a two d four. Okay, um, it's a pandemic, folks. I'm just nervous. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you have a total of eight points. This goes out, and you just see it start catching fire. You're seeing these vines as deeper back start to shrink back away from it as other ones are charring, and you almost because you're connected to nature and land, you're almost hearing this. <laughs> noise like screaming in your head as they're withdraw- as these vines are withdrawing back 
As I cover my hands with my ears, I just yell back, can we go now? You're, you're covering your hands with your ears? That is my, a good the, trick. The, yes, the, exactly. I cover my ears with my hands. It, it, it's a gnome specialty. It's got big ears. Yeah. Scoop big ears. All right. So that happens. Uh, so that was that's great there. Uh, so they start drawing back. Next up would be their turn. Some of the vines seem to be, you know, they're charred stumps, and you're seeing them just twitch around as the flame is, uh, you know, some of the flames are starting to die down a little bit, but there's just a bright flash from before. Um, let's see, one is going to try to go at lock again. And would a, no, 14's not going to hit. So it uh, passes by you, and your horse is able to try to stomp on it and keep it from latching on. Uh, others are trying to go around this burning area right now, and it's taking longer for them to get there. So they're not going to be able to reach any of you, uh, uh, any more of you, this round. So we go up to the top of the round, back to Finn. Um, so you do know fire bad for these things. That is true. Uh, what's my situation? Has that they've gotten closer? Finn, you don't see necessarily any of them going to get closer. They're not going to be able to get to you this turn. Uh, you do see that that fire that pocket user force seems to be very effective against these things. Okay. Well, fun fact: I have something very similar I can do. Do you now? And I think I'm going to go ahead and do that. Wouldn't be fireball by any chance, would it? It might be. Who's asking? Sorry, oh, spoilers. The um, <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and cast Firebolt. All at, right. Um, a vine? You, there's vines. Trust me, there's a number of them you can go ahead and try to strike out at. So it's you have a you have a, a great number of targets. So just go ahead and roll a ranged uh, spell attack on this one. So basically just use your I – think, I think I actually have yours written down, Firebolt. So you roll d20 and then add plus four to see if you hit. Plus four, yes. 17. You send out, you know, you call upon your arcane will to send out this firebolt and it just lights up the area, goes and strikes true on one of the vines. Go ahead and roll damage if you would, please. So that'll be one d10. Six. Six. All right, six. So it strikes true, and you just see one of the vines automatically black and just squirming squirming around and spasming. Other vines start spasming as well. And you're seeing now the light from pockets where the flame and yours now, it seems to be flickering and actually starting to light up the whole field as you're starting to see what was once just a couple small flames is becoming a conflagration and it's becoming bigger and bigger. And you're starting, even you are starting to just see all these like images. Like you can just see against the firelight, you see these vines blackening and falling to the ground. Hell yeah. So it seems there's a moment in, in pocket. You're hearing those screams again. Yeah, not so good. And it's just like you, you think that you're going to hear these screams in your head for days and nights to come. Whenever you close your eyes, you're going to hear them. 
they're crying out to you and asking why. Well, on that good note, uh, but hey, the vines have stopped coming towards you folks. But what is still coming towards the town and now has crossed the bridge is the fog, except it's just the first part of the fog, and you're seeing still a trail going way back into the woods. I would just like to say, um, I want to leave now. Yeah, same. All right, so you continue on. You get through the town, and you're seeing once again that there was a number what the constables had promised. They had lit the way for you as you get more past the farmhouses. Now you're starting to see uh, other uh, the settlements, like you're seeing this general store, uh, some of the other places when you had first come into the town. Uh, you into the south a little bit, you see the graveyard and the hill where you had that uh, horrific battle with the undead. And as you're going further into the town, you're now starting to see in the distance, but getting closer, the fog's coming in and it's coming down from the north uh, road. And Carl. You have a keen eye, and you know it seems almost like your connection with Pidge. You're able to see as you're looking. You can now see the forms in the fog. I truly do have a bird's eye view of this. Yes, you do. Stop. <laughs> you and your you and your eagle eye. Uh, you're seeing these forms, and you're making out the looks like some sort of uniform, tattered. Hats on the heads of these shapes. Uh, Odd thing is, you're looking at them with your vision gifted to you by your elven parentage. They have no face. Oh, shit. Do they look like pirates? No, they don't look like pirates. Yeah, damn it. I know we said no inside jokes, but I'm sorry I had to. Okay. All right. All right. We'll put that out. They're coming towards, they have, as I said, they have no face and they're marching in unison. And you can almost, they are carrying old ancient weapons with them. Some have spears, some have swords, some have, uh, it looks like bucklers or shields. Uh, and they're coming towards you. And in the back, riding on a skeletal horse is probably the largest one. He does have a face and it looks like a blackened skull. And the fog is coming, the fog is coming with them. The fog itself seems alive. In the distance, you know, you're hearing it right now, Tasha, the, 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 why, uh, the McCormick's, uh, 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 Connor McCormick's wife cries out, because no, no, please hurry, hurry. You can see in the distance the lights all around the barricaded inn. You're almost there. But these spectral, the spectral army is closing in fast. What do you want to do? That's you, Carl. Sorry, I thought it was a, a collective group question. It's a collective. Well, Carl sees this. Okay, you, Carl, you're the one that sees this. You're seeing this first. You can tell the rest of the party about it. Um, whatever you want to do. At this I'm point. absolutely you're going just the to first tell the rest of the party about it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna turn around and explain in detail what I just saw to everybody else. All right. So you all know that there's a force, some small spectral army or or militia that is coming towards you. And they don't appear to be anything living you ever heard of before. 
Locke will shout, move to the inn, quickly. All right. Pocket's so already gone. All... He's... I'm pretty sure I, <laughs> I galloped as soon as I set that place on fire. <laughs> flee, Bill. Flee like your life depends on it. <laughs> and you all are picking up speed as best as possible. Uh, at one time, as you're getting closer, you're now going past what probably would have been, it looks like it's the uh, Smithy, uh, Dimitri's uh, Forge works. And you're going past that. And you can now see, you can make out uh, in the the front gate that's been set up. And there's the two, the Biddle brothers are in at the gate and they're like, you know, they're edge, they're, they're, come on, they're, they're calling out to you, please hurry, hurry. We have to close the gates. And you're getting closer. And now you all can see it. This army is moving forward in eerie unison, tattered old guard uniforms. Some of them, you know, are ancient Haven guard lock are walking among them. There is a, I mean, this is ancient Haven guard, mind you, but the majority, they all have a, a, like a, a militia similar to almost like an old version of what the constable sashes that are worn by those who are you're still at the, the inn. You're moving forward at one time. Uh, Finn, there is a point where the wheel on the cart, well, the, the, the right wheel starts to crack because they're trying to push it so hard of the McCormick's cart, and the cart comes to a skidding stop, probably 30 feet from the doors. Okay. Um... I'm going to look behind me and just point away. I'm going to stare at the was the wife and kid. Yes. Out. Move. And try to just grab them and pull them out. Grab right, Connor. You're able to get them out and Connor gets off uh, gets off and he's trying to go ahead and take the uh he 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 tries to un- he's trying to unhook the uh pack mule from the grab front of the car and throw them and just get them out away. All right. They're moving forward now and his insistence, he looks back. They look at their, they, they think for a moment, you can tell Connor thinks they have all their worldly goods in that card, but they have their lives. And he grabs a hold of his wife and child and they're making a, uh, they're making a dash for the door. Uh, the rest of you see this coming. You can all see it now. And you're seeing this, uh, the largest one of these faceless soldiers on a ho- skeletal gaunt horse. And he's just looking. Up and he raises his hand and points at you all, and they start to charge. They're right. still a good distance away. It's going to be tight. You need to make it inside, or you have to face this entire militia. I'm I, pockets running. Pocket is right. is probably almost inside. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. You're you're still on. You're still have Bill. Uh, the McCormicks forget using their, uh, you know, their, their cart. They're moving forward now as fast as possible. Uh, you all are able to. The, it's getting closer and closer. You can hear now the clanking of the the armor that these this this undead militia are wearing. Uh, you can. You can hear them taking out swords. You're hearing these spectral voices calling out. You know. Uh, attack and just charging forward. The fog is starting to go and fill the entire courtyard as you just make it into the gates and the gates are slammed behind you by the twins constables and boarded up. You're inside and everything is quiet. 
but you're seeing fog now coming. It's not, it's not, it looks like it's just, it's unwilling almost like it's sentient. It's staying outside the walls, but you see it billowing about and surrounding the entire barricades of the end of the last home. Lysandria Artel comes out, the half-elven uh, head constable, and she looks at you all. You made it back. Oh, oh thank the gods. You, And then notices only the McCormicks are there. And she looks up at you all and then looks at the cart. What happened? We, we arrived too late. But know this, justice was served, I assure you that. And I also motion towards the cart, motioning at the larger body, or wrapped up in the, the uh, cloth that we covered them with. She goes back there and quickly moves the cloth aside, the, the tarp, whatever you wrapped it up in, aside, and you see her visibly pale and her breath catches in her throat. What is this abomination? I was hoping that you would be able to tell us. As far as we know, it came from the woods and seemed to have dominion over the crows that lived in the trees. I... I have no idea. We'll have to figure this out. And you're starting to hear at the outside. Form ranks. I want this rabble driven out from this fort. (laughs) We'll drag them bodies out one by one, men. And everyone stops to hear as they hear these chilling words. From outside, everyone is silent, except for one voice, the voice of Tasha McCormick. Where's my daughter? Oh, fuck. Where where is she? Lysandra, she, she, she came, she was coming to... She's not with you, Lysandra says. But she hasn't. She never arrived here. What? What do you mean? Oh God, no! And as the first sound of what must be a battering ram at the gates, res- it echoes in this courtyard of the end, the last home. It's accompanied by the wailing of a mother who doesn't know where her child is. Cut to another scene. Bridget McCormick had been running until her feet were bloody, hopelessly lost with the overgrown rows of corn all around her. She was exhausted and covered in scratches from her flight through Farmer Wayland's field. The swarm of crows had been relentless in their pursuit, harassing her every step. Cruel beaks pierced her flesh, and her arms were covered in scratches from their wicked talons. She wanted to call out for help, but feared she would once again draw the attention of these malicious birds. In the distance, she could just make out the remains of an old tool shed and rushed towards it, sobbing as she willed her body those last few desperate steps. 
If she could just hide inside until morning, she could find her way out of this nightmare and back to her family. The girl managed to squeeze herself through the door and collapsed to the ground, listening for pursuit. She willed herself to remain still. Don't cry, Bridget, she silently told herself. Don't scream. Don't move. Don't breathe. It seemed like an eternity waiting in that darkness, with nothing but the now-distant call of crows and the rustling of the stalks of corn in the wind. The young girl was about to breathe a sigh of relief when she heard a voice next to her in the darkness whisper, You smell different when you're awake, child. That's when she started to truly scream. Scream.